This episode is brought to you by Barber Central. If it wasn't for my short back and sides given by the Barber Central team, I wouldn't have been able to achieve such influence on the market and status within the game. And as one of the footballing community's most well-respected journalists, my reputation rides on being presentable at all times. That's why the In Football Terms team trusts Barber Central for their haircutting needs. Give them a follow at brbr underscore central on Instagram and use code InFootballTermsPodcast for 0% off your next cut. Welcome back to another episode of In Football Terms, and this is a first of this kind of uh, uh, podcast format, episode format, and we're doing more of a club profile and club analysis today, and it's going to be quite specifically on Everton Football Club. I'm really excited for this. Specifically on Everton Football Club. Which actually, before we say anything more, was requested by the club. Yeah, I, and I think this is, you know, some clubs will want to request this kind of uh, publicity. Yeah, just to kind of expand their their kind of Media. influence Media. on the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. To expand their influence 100%. on the market, and that's actually exactly what Everton Football Club did in this in this scenario. So let's start off with looking at a bit of background to the club. We know that they are a club who, you know, to be frank, they've been looking for players for quite a long time. In fact, their whole club history, they've been looking for players, um, and. They've been interested in players, and players have been interested in them. And they've brought in a lot of players, a lot of transfers have gone through, and a lot of negotiations have taken place. But they've never landed on a long-term player who has who has performed how the club would expect them to. Yeah. Is, that sa- is that safe to say? Very, yeah, very safe. And I think I actually, just for the listeners, grew up on the same, same street as Everton. And... Knew, knew the club from a very young age and you know early days when I was like 10, 11 years old I wanted ever to be Everton to be the club I really really wanted to be the lifetime club I really wanted to play for them and that uh, that interest was not felt back by the club wasn't wasn't a good enough player at that time it was kind of only seen as a as a neighbour um, in that sense and then moving forward um, the club chose to you know search for some global players um which, you know, that was a very quick stint and was on and off with a particular global player for, for a while there. But then as soon as that was done, there was there was actually a stint with Jesse Lingard. Um, well, that's, that's quite interesting because Jesse Lingard is obviously found and is happy at Nottingham Forest oh, at the yeah, moment. Very happy. So can you just talk about how long ago that was and uh, what, what Jesse Lingard's perspective was when he heard about that interest? Yeah, well, so I think it was either two years ago or last year, one, one yep. of the two. And it was one of those where the club liked the player, the player liked the club, but there was no real serious, serious kind of negotiations going on. I think the negotiations were kind of misinterpreted to be serious, but realistically, um, you know, he probably had the same... She, sorry, the club probably saw Jesse as, as they did with me, but didn't really yeah. recognise it at the time because it was a new player that they hadn't really ever, um, you know, negotiated with before. And... The club and the player, you know, rarely saw each other. There was rarely any meetings. And when the dotted line was signed, I think there was maybe a night of bowling to celebrate that. You know, it was just, it was really just friendly banter. And 
I think that was quickly, maybe a month and a half even, was realised by the club. The club was like, nah, like, what are we it doing? It was just another case of, you know, we've scoured around the market and brought in the wrong player. Yeah, just, and very, I think the good thing about that transfer though was it was seen very early on. And Jesse, you know, knew that there was no hard feelings. So moving forward, then the, the club began looking at more players, some global players, um, you know, and was was happy with that decision, but settled for Romelu Lukaku. And this was a this is a transfer at the time that, um, you know, the player was brought in, and I think both the club and the player actually made they actually gained a lot more media attention through this, this transfer. Yeah. By by the time that this transfer was finished, everyone knew Lukaku and yeah. and everyone knew about Everton. So I think in that sense, it was a successful transfer. But I think you'd have to kind of, and you, you may have some more insight on this, Everton may have not thought of it as that successful just because of their goals bringing this player. You know, they may have not been, they may have not been met well, because... It wasn't. It wasn't that kind of uh, longer term, longer term tra- transfer that the club may have been after. Or is the club after that kind of player, or are they just happy at the moment with the kind of uh, sub six months, maybe slightly over six months deals? Yeah. Well, I think initially there was a lot of respect given to Everton for this transfer because. Oh yes. Oh, it's yes. important to mention that Romelu was an age higher than they were initially looking for. Yes. It was was a high age bracket. And Romelu really just kind of was happy with this transfer. Kind of, or got, got quite a touch, but I think what he wanted out of the club was different to what the club wanted from him. And very early days, where, when the dotted line was signed, Everton saw Lukaku in pretty much in physical negotiations with another club. And I think that that hurt the club very much. And that was kind of the first po- like first point of, yeah, this probably won't work. Because the club then came to me and said, have these negotiations with the other club serious or is this just like a one-off? And I just, you know, being my professional side, just said, no, just, just a one-off. I don't think anything's meant by it. But now looking back, I think there was something meant by it. That was definitely... That yeah, was definitely and this was actually three days after. So it was a poor start from Lukaku, but, um, and, you know, and a bit of a, bit of a hard one to take for Everton. But moving forward, I think there was a lot of achievements in a very short period of time between this Especially this given, as you said before, three days in, you know, there was a oh. possible possible move away from the player already. Oh. So given given that, yeah. it's, you know, the, the the achievements that were made in the end, you know, they leave they left yeah. the fans wondering how, how they were made at all. Well, and, and the first, um, very similar to the Newcastle Wood deal, their first real meeting was at the Brisbane City International Stadium. Just another very, very versatile very, stadium. Very, very it's a very stadium. versatile stadium. Yeah, and went to the South Bank training fields and they, you know, that a lot happened and I think Lukaku really pushed for some physical um physical talks to happen, physical um training to happen. And it really excited the club. The club was happy with that and Ooh. quite you know, I think that's that almost pushed the club to a higher level than we'd seen before. And I think that was really good. But kind of after that meeting, then Lukaku had a football tournament um, down at Metricon in the Gold Coast. And I think I was three days away and there was just not much talking. I was actually looking at the snap, Snapchats that they were sending to each right. other. 
and oh my lord, like I saw more fan fans than than I than I ever have in my life, and I think that was poor from Everton, but ultimately that just kind of signified what what was to come in the relationship, and not not more than two days later, Everton called it a day. Yeah, so as you said, there was a it was quite a kind of up and down transfer. Yeah, Lukaku yeah. went through periods where you know he was scoring goals for fun. He was oh, really yeah. scoring goals for fun, and then he'd go through a dry spell, and that's exactly what you're talking about there. But you also touched on, you said um, that that in terms of in terms of physical training, Lukaku took the club to another level, and I think that's that you can actually say that more generally for the whole transfer. Lukaku, I think, brought Everton to another level. Yeah, they, and, and they, Lukaku introduced Everton to a new style of play. And yeah. and I think and I think Everton will benefit from that in the future. And it opened the eyes up to the club. And I think also is before the dotted line was signed, there were a few agents used. Like uh, you could say I was an agent for Lukaku, and there was a, a there, few intermediaries. There was, yeah, there was a few others, and Jesse Lingard helped out a little bit there. Yep. But ultimately, as soon as as soon as the dotted line was signed, as soon as meetings were you know um, made. There was no agents used. I knew very little about the the transfer that was, and I think that shows um, it showed positivity in the relationship at the time. But you know, quickly filled by that, and it didn't really go anywhere. But now moving on, so club, you know, was quite happy with the with the loss of Lukaku. Nothing really, you know, bad went down. It was a mutual agreement. Lukaku was keen that he could now talk to his other clubs, and you know, it was just happy days. Then Everton started looking around a little bit more, kind of just not not even really looking, just kind of waiting for something to happen. A few things happened, a few a few talks happened, and then they signed or they were in negotiations with a global club, uh, global player that you know plays in plays in leagues that aren't usually um, too observed by fans. Yep. But um, yeah, secured secured this global player that became a huge transfer in the club's history. And I, I you could almost say the player loved the club and the, the club was knocking on the door loving the player. And it was a good stint. It was a good stint. And the club used the physical training that they had with Lukaku with this player. And I think there was more talks than the club had really ever seen before. And it just ended really, really unfortunately. Maybe like two weeks ago it ended. Maybe like a two-month stint. And it was oh, three months maybe, but it was just a really unfortunate way to end because it was really selfless from Everton. Everton pretty much went out there and said, look, this isn't quite working how it could be. And I think there's really good potential for us here. You know, this could go far. But at the time, he was a really promising player. Was that's, about that's, to I was sign. just going to talk about that yeah. there. So I think in this scenario... Everton realised that they had a they had a player on their hands that was destined for big things. And sometimes, as a club in that scenario, you've you've just got to look at the bigger picture. And I think that's exactly Which what Everton did. Which is quite sad, but it's, it's a sad. It's it's sad. It's ira- in it's a reality. And as you said before, it is it is quite selfless. And and sometimes, as a club, you've just got to realise if you, you you sometimes have a player that that comes that is in your team that is, that's destined for big things and. As much as as much as you hate to do it, the the best way to go about things 
is to actually terminate the contract mutually. Yeah, because rather than the rather than the player pushing for a move. Yeah. Because that that just relieves that just leaves all all relations in break. Because what I think happened here was usually in this kind of situation the player would say, okay, let's work things out. Let's go for more meetings. Let's yeah. Let's they would really try to more, actually yeah. lengthen lengthen but the deal. But in this situation, priorities were set. His priorities was his uh, footballing potential. Yeah. And the club really, really respected that and pretty much said, look, it's not going to work, but it's also not really meant to work in That's a way true. because we both have different priorities. And if we don't have priorities that are aligned, will this ever work? So the club made the really tough decision only like two weeks ago to, to release the player for his own personal growth. And I think that really is actually a testament to the club and, and, the, and the club's communication with their player throughout this transfer something like that can only happen if if the if the actual if the if the transfer has happened on good terms Mm. and the transfer is actually working out on on both the players terms and the club on the club's terms it's both working out how they want the the terms of the contract are being met but you know can you just now just to touch on on this and to finish off this segment how did the the termination of this player, of this global player, of this promising player, how did that make Everton feel? Well, brilliant you ask, because I was just thinking about kind of how I found out, because this was the other thing. I wasn't quite sure whether it was meant to go somewhere off, whether this was considered a break or right. whether this was considered an actual termination, because the player told Man City, actually. Man City then early days told told me about it. And obviously, I had really good relations with Everton and grew up grew up with them almost. And and um, I, I reached out to Everton. And I said like, how like, hey, how are you feeling about it? Like, I know this is quite surprising. And actually, the way I worded it was sorry for your loss. And right. club came back and said, you know, really hurt, really mm. quite upset about it because, as I say, their priorities was with the player. But it just wasn't. It just wasn't going to go anywhere, and and he had his own aspirations, which didn't really meet theirs. And I think that's quite sad. And the club really, yeah, they were really felt like you know they they weren't in a good spot after that. No, right. But I think how the club went about this, it's. I think it will be interesting for players who might be looking at this club in the future because I think it really cements their their philosophy yeah because they know they have they have these club protocols and what kind of tiki tacker they want to play that's what that's what i mean and if the player isn't going to match their club philosophy then as hard as it sometimes might be sometimes as a club you have a player who who just who just scores goals for fun but because he because the player doesn't fit your system you know you've got to possibly bring in a replacement or terminate the player's contract and that's what's happened here but I think what it actually speaks to is a club that, that's got their footballing philosophy down pat and their club protocols down pat. And I think that's actually an attractive thing for a player who, who is looking for a Yeah, and just to club. touch on that, on the, like, on the flip side, is this a real positive for a player that is really invested in the club? That wants a move where their priority is to build relations with the club, you know, just just improve every day in training, hope to get a lot of game time and just... just honestly just enjoy their time at the club because this could show that if you were if you invest time in Everton 
Everton are going to invest a lot of time in you yeah. and there isn't going to be any termination of contract lightly. And I think we're, we're, we're slightly talking about this at the moment, but just, just to expand and to finish off this episode, in, in both of our informed and professional opinions, for, for Everton's point of view, what strategies can they actually use to bring in a, to bring in a replacement for this, for this global player that they've lost who will fit their philosophy and, and fit what the club needs and wants in, in a transfer and a player that they're bringing in? What strategies can Everton implement for success in the future? Well, this is a really interesting one because I think it's open to interpretation. Yeah, true. Because there's been, true. there's been a few different kind of ways they've gone about it. But I think realistically, the club almost have to wait. Yeah, I, know, to, I was going to ask you more specifically. Do, do you think the club needs to, to invest more in their scouting department? Yeah. Possibly look, yeah. In some, possibly look into some players that, you know, who they might have not looked at in the past and just actually invest in some in some scouts and their scouting department who are going to find players that possibly just don't pop up right under the club's nose. Well, uh, because I think if you move to Everton, that is a bloody good transfer. That is a really, really, really good transfer. And I think Everton are a very, hot, very like underrated club, but I think they're a very good club. And that's why I say I think I think they should almost just wait and let the scouts do their things and see if they can bring in a player because currently what's happened is they've almost seen themselves as their main scout. You know, they've literally gone out and looked for players and it nearly worked, but but it didn't and it hasn't yet. And I think almost they're, they're almost disrespecting themselves by going and looking for the first options that pop up. Because I think they are a club that can get the third, the fourth, the fifth option, and I think that option could be the could be the best one that suits their their style of play and you know how they want to go about things. But then, on a player's point of view, I think you have to you have to give the club time because they're not a club that just want to rush things. They're they're really a building club, and right, I, I think the reason we've seen these past transfers not last too long is because the players have wanted to take it quick. So I think from a player's point of view, if you're looking for a transfer to Everton, just take it take it slow, almost play in the best wishes of the club and obviously do your thing but kind of change your style of play to align align with their, their wants. Be, be flexible as a player. Yeah, because, because I, you- I think... If you're if you're not flexible with Everton, you're just going to get kicked out the door. Yeah, and you are actually getting a club that that's run some excellent training sessions in the past. 100%. They're, they're a club that they've shown themselves to be to be somewhat flexible in the past. So just so show some of that flexibility back. You're almost saying. And yes, and I think as well is this club are influenced by media attention. Media attention, yeah. So I think if point. you're a player. I wouldn't be going out there advertising this on your socials. I wouldn't be, you know, a player coming on our podcast to talk about it. I would I would settle down and almost wait for the club to make the decisions, but have those conversations. Have it really spice up the nego- negotiations as well because Everton really wait for the player to start the negotiations. Right, they do yeah. the scouting. They will send you the first picture of their fan and from there you have to... You, you yeah you almost have to 
start the negotiations. Yep. So you're pretty much just saying, you know, pull out the phone and settling, settling for some long nights on Snapchat. Just really yeah. working away. And just really working get to know the angle it. of their roof. <laughs> oh, is, is that how it starts out? I think that's, yeah. It I think starts that's... out with, with some roof. And that's actually just a, a broader point. You may not see interest back from the club. In the Initially, first instance. But, in the first instance, but, but once you, if you if yeah. you keep at it, then you'll you know, see a lot. Of we may the 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 phone camera may pan from the roof, yeah, and inch back to the face. Uh, yeah, obviously not immediately. Like let's not. No, as we were talking. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. You're gonna initially get one of the you know the ponytail, and but, then we're and gonna see. It, then we're gonna pan. see. And I think once you get a full a face, a slight forehead, and then yeah. we'll see the nose come into play. And, I think, and then we're getting a full face, and that's where you that's know when that's when it. you can step up negotiations. Yeah, 100%. that's when you can look for a stadium to host the first meeting. A hundred percent. Well, that's an excellent way it. to finish it. Yeah. That is an excellent way to finish it. Thanks again for your time, Erling. Um, I think Everton will appreciate that analysis, and and the market and the fans will as well. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you again.